Hello and welcome to the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson and back with me this week are my two friends, Schnell and Teej. How are you guys doing? What up, Hive Mind? <laughs> uh, I literally just got a magic question over Facebook right as you asked me what's going on. And I have to tell somebody, <laughs> yes, all planeswalkers are considered legendary permanents now. It's true. It is you true. take that to the Except bank. He spelled, yeah, uh, he, he spelt planes... P-L-A-I-N, like the land, not the metaphysical oh, existence. Uh, plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a no. <laughs> you say, hey, they're not planeswalkers. They're not whatever like the hell Sarah... that chicken card is. <laughs> you is idiot. Sarah, plain and tall, is that planeswalker plane or land plane? stupid. <laughs> so what have you guys been up to since last week? What did we do Chanel, last you week? go first. That would... <laughs> I don't even remember. We talked about Ikoria uh, last week. Uh, okay. Ikoria proper is what we talked about last week. Well, I'm going to start talking, and if any of this sounds familiar, just cut me off and tell me I have no concept of time <laughs> anymore. Um, I've opened probably eight boxes of Ikoria and oh, haven't nice. gotten to play a single goddamn game with any of these cards yet. It is super frustrating. I have so many piles of, oh man, this is going to be a sweet EH decker. Oh man, if I ever get to play standard again, I'm going to build around this thing. Goddamn companions are just <laughs> stupid and I don't want to deal with them. Like, I I love all of the companion cards individually if they just did not have the keyword companion. Like, just, right. just get rid of that and then they're just solid, playable, relatively fair creatures. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I'm sure the question on a lot of people's mind is going to be, did you get a Death Corona? I got a foil Death Corona, and I got it out of a box topper because I sold out of all of my collector packs, and I got about the same amount of product that I normally do for releases, except everything came the same goddamn day. We're gonna have to pause because Becca's squeaking my door open. <laughs> I will. I will back up for editing purposes. Uh, I... Thank you, Teach. Out of yes, I was rewinding. <laughs> yes, uh, out of the eight boxes <laughs> I opened, the the foil Death Corona came from a collector pack because I did not get a chance to open any. Uh, I'm sorry, it came out of a box topper, not a collector pack. I didn't get a chance to open a single collector pack this set. I ordered the same amount of product I normally do for the last, you know, four sets that I've had to order product from. And uh, this time around, I pre-sold every single box of collectors, even the foreign one that I got, and couldn't snag even a single pack for myself. And normally, I I usually squirrel away like two or three individual boosters and crack them open and go tee hee hee these are my cards now i didn't get a chance to do that but i did get my foil death corona which i will be matting and framing and hanging on my wall to remember the summer of not magic right the summer of 2020 yeah it's <laughs> member magic no <laughs> nope i remember corona but overall um this is one of the weirdest like like store owner side uh player side I get to see like kind of both sides of the internet's reactions through the different Facebook groups I'm a part of, and I was very surprised the like primarily player and collector side bitching constantly like ah this is the worst set ever like all the cards are just crap value nothing's nothing's worth anything nothing's worth picking up don't buy any of this 
And then on the uh, store owner side of it, everyone's going, Jesus H. Christ, I cannot keep anything on my shelves in my empty store because I'm closed down and still selling out of this stuff. Like, everyone just got so, like, stir-crazy that even the people going, oh, it's a garbage set and a stupid kaiju, uh, even even those people went, I need some magic. I need I need to do something. Just here, take take my take my Trump bucks. Take my stimulus. Just give me give me magic. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of like back and forth talk about the way things are right now. Um, as far as the difference between the people who are normally running the business uh, and the people who are usually you know supporting that business, spending their Trump bucks and their regular bucks and their time, <laughs> uh, you know, playing in the store. So it's it's interesting. Um, and that's actually one of the things I want to talk about, you know, uh, as we get further along in the episode is kind of how, you know, magic has changed for, for us. Um, and more specifically, I guess for you, because like you said, you know, you see it, uh, you see it from both sides. Um, what about you teach? What have you been up to since last week? Me? Uh, I've been getting excited about building my new mutate EDH deck. Um, ah, yes, yes. I finally have, uh, all of the pieces that I want to try with it, um, just for like a rough build, see what works, what doesn't. Um, and today I finally like had time to sit down and start just planning stuff out. Uh, the very first thing I did was double sleeve up the foils that came in the pre-con so they don't curl up like Pringles. Uh, <laughs> and then I sleeved up all the mutate cards I'm going to use because I'm definitely going to use all 20 of them. Uh, and then I just started going through my collection, pulling out things that I wanted to try, and, and, and I'm, I'm getting really excited about this. Uh, there's a lot of cool things out there that I'm excited to throw in this deck. Some really, like, cards I uh, never, like, would have played with in EDH before, like um, Paradise Druid I'm excited to try. Uh, and and uh, uh, carotid, Sylvan Carotid, because uh, they're both mana dorks that have hexproof, uh, and those would be cool things to you know throw mutate on. And granted, Paradise Druid only has hexproof as long as it's untapped, but still, I'm throwing in like Fate Stitcher and uh, Cure's Follower, which I can use to untap it if I need to. And those are also good because they double as mana dorks as well for untapping lands and whatnot. I like uh, that. Yeah, and I'm uh, going back and forth and using like things like uh, uh, what did I just pull out? Uh, Guardian statue, I think that's what it's called. That's a card, right? Guardian yep. statue. Yep. Um, yeah. Because I can pay. Uh, it's a mana rock uh, that I pay two mana to turn it into a creature, um, and the idea is to mutate under it. Uh, so granted, the downside to that is I'm putting a bunch of mutate on what's essentially just going to be a 2-2, um, but, uh, uh, the plus side is it avoids, you know, sorcery speed removal, it avoids board wipes, um, and depending on, I can put more, like, uh, uh, passive mutate things on there, like the one that destroys artifacts and creatures, or the one that uh ramps oh, me that dirt that is stuff. really good yeah. yeah it is yeah it is um and save some of the more powerful mutates for bigger cards uh so it's just really exciting to 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 find all these little things that 
I can turn into big scary mutate creatures and uh, see what happens. So that's what I've been up to. Not a whole lot, but that's about it. <laughs> that's fun though. It's oh, always exciting to get new stuff and that's good. You're prepping. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be fun to finally be able to run it all once you know Damn it's it. safe to hang out with people again, or even yeah. once you get the rest of the pieces you want, and you know we can we can uh, play online. Yes. Um, cool. So hopefully I'll have a rough draft of that up by uh, by this weekend. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Cool. So a little a oh, little no. side note because uh, I was curious while Teach was talking and I didn't want to interrupt him. Well, didn't want to interrupt him this time. I do enjoy interrupting Teach. Um, there <laughs> are there are four unique mutate cards in the commander deck and thirty eight cards total. Meaning, if you didn't get the commander deck, you can still have thirty four of those mutate cards. Right. In the in the the Saltai deck, there's twenty total. Uh, mutate creatures that go in the Sultai deck. Um, well, okay. Five of them. Cards, cards that also mu- like interact with mutate, though, is what I was including. Say that again. So, like, Mysterious Egg is not a mute. It's not a mutate card, but it does have a mutate ability. When it does mutate, it gets bigger. Oh yeah. So sweet. The the synergy, yeah, the synergy is a lot more than just the keyword itself, which is also a, like kind of a double-edged thing because I like when they interact with specific mechanics, but when they only interact with specific mechanics, it really pigeonholes your deck construction. Yeah, that was that's one of the things I'm looking at. Like there's a uh, there's a creature where whenever it mutates, something gets minus two, minus two, I think. Um, and that's that seems like a good card in like a limited deck where if you draft all your mutates and throw them on this one creature, it's going to be great. But in like an EDH deck uh, where I have to mutate on it, otherwise it just does nothing. That doesn't seem yeah. very good to me. Yeah. So Zagoth Mamba is otherwise just a one-one for one. Yeah. So I've got a feeling that I'm not I'm not going to be running anything that depends on being mutated on. Um, rather just, just things that would benefit from being mutated on. Like one, I wasn't even considering until I found it in my box. Chimeric Mass. I'm excited to use that. I'm almost guaranteed to use that. Uh, it's an artifact that costs X, um, and it enters the battlefield with X charge counters on it, and I can pay one mana to make it become a creature whose power and toughness are equal to the number of charge counters on it. (laughs) And that's great because I can mutate, like turn into a creature, mutate under it, and pass my turn, and it's not a creature anymore unless I pay one. And again, that's one of those things that gets around board wipes or sorcery speed removal, um, but it's kind of a, I shouldn't say kind of, it's definitely a bigger creature than like the Guardian statue, which will always be a 2-2. This Chimeric Mass will always be whatever, however many counters I pumped into it in the first place. Um... And that's just, like, that's exactly what I want to be doing with this deck, is, is making, like, creatures that avoid removal, uh, or things that I would want to copy with, like, a progenitor mimic and just continue cloning something big every single turn. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how that deck uh, ends up playing once you've got it ready to roll. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, me too. I've definitely warmed up to mutate the more I've like looked at it and kind of seen it played in arena, but I'm more excited for it in commander. I think should be fun. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, I think I finally solved my, well, part of my dilemma with Standard um, as far as what I've been up to lately. So I had mentioned mentioned earlier about how I wanted to, you know, I hadn't really thought much about graveyard hate. Mm -hmm. And when I've got some downtime to play Magic and all I can really do is Arena because no one else is available at the time or, you know, I'm playing at 5 in the morning before I go to work or whatever... uh, (laughs) I decided, okay, I, I know I want to do something with, like, Grofdigger's Cage, maybe Leyline of the Void, I'm not too sure. Um, ended up finding, um, actually, Saffron Olive back in, when is this? Um, November. Uh, had a white-black discard, and I love discard. And I, I, I found this deck he built. I, I built the deck, and it fucking stomps. And it is so much fun to play because people either quit um, not even halfway through, or it makes for really good, really fun games. Uh, it's extremely competitive, and <laughs> essentially, essentially, it's running around Burglar Rat and Yarrick's Fen Lurker, uh, forcing your opponent to discard or exile. Uh, it's the four of each, and then there's four Charming Princes, and so you're using him in the early game to exile one of the burglar rat or the fen lurker and bring them back on your end step so that they've got a discard or exile again so it's constant hand disruption uh there's four murderous riders in there for planeswalker and creature removal there's also three basilica bell haunts which help with life gain and obviously discard as well and they just got uh that three four body is is really nice uh for blocking especially when you're playing against like luris decks or other things where they're they're taking really small creatures and creatures with small cmc uh it also runs three davriel rogue shadow mages which also force discard and force them uh to take damage if they've got um less than what three or less cards in their hand i believe uh runs two kaya's wraths and then the the other big card is four doom foretolds which is an absolute fucking beast right now i absolutely love (laughs) that card uh and making people discard uh, or i'm sorry sacrifice whatever i haven't already made them discard uh and i also run two ethereal absolutions so it really helps against like those rakdos aggro decks or those stupid fucking cat decks where everybody just plays um <laughs> the the oven and the cat which uh, is guess oven, what? Yeah. <laughs> exactly guess what it's it's not even sticking around uh and then yeah. it buffs like um it buffs my my creatures too, right? Which is which is cool. And then it also runs th- uh, three Karn the Great Creators, and that's where that sideboard comes into play. So the Grafdigger's Cage is in the sideboard. Glass Casket, Sorceress Spyglass, um, Conclave Tribunal, Bolas Citadel, God Pharaoh Statue, Meteor Golem, two more Kaya's Wraths. Um, I don't remember if I missed anything. Oh, and it also runs three Cavalierodons too, which help with removal if I want to remove something my opponent has, or if I just really want to get rid of like a burglar rat that's not going to do me anything else because I don't have a prince, I'll just kill that with a cav, and instead of a 1-1, now I've got a 3-3. So um, the deck's a ton of fun to play. It runs a Castle Lockthwain, which helps also cycle through your hand uh, once you've got enough mana on the board, and and it's a ton of fun. So <laughs> I'll post a link to his actual deck list in the show notes, and if anybody wants to have fun just completely ruining people's moods um, on Arena right now, that is <laughs> that is the way to go. Um, I am I am glad I hoarded Castle Lockwain early when everyone's like, ah, oh, it's a shitty black land. I'm like, no, it is card draw. You do not understand. Yeah, I was really excited. I was really excited for uh, Lockthwain and Vantress when they were spoiled because yeah. they're my two favorite Eldraine rare lands. Um, I love both those castles. <laughs> and actually, you know what? In a mono white deck, uh, I also like, um, oh my God, what's the fucking white one? 
the White Castle is Arden, Ardenvale. Thank you. Yes, Castle Ardenvale. Uh, I like that one a lot too. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I've been up to. Uh, I've I've been uh, last week. I got to test the Danitha Tron EDH deck that I built. Um, played that against Tej. He destroyed me uh the first game we played because the one thing that i didn't think about uh you know i've got ways to give her indestructible and all kinds of stuff and one thing i i really can't defend against with that deck in particular it um our edict effects so he had like fleshbag marauder and a bunch of other creatures that either he played a spell that forced me to sack it or you know uh one of his etb triggers uh forced me to sack it so the first game was pretty rough the second game i think he played the prosh precon so it was just i mean not upgraded at all and um that one i won pretty quick i had a sram in my opening hand so every time i was playing an enchantment or an artifact i was getting extra cards um and it just really took off from there um ended up getting an armored ascension and at some point she was like a 13 13 flyer and when you don't have anything that's flying and <laughs> you take that much commander damage that fast um it worked it, it's it's a lot of fun it's a really cheap i i think add it all together the deck is like 60 bucks um it was just a bunch of shit i had laying around um so like a lot of dominaria stuff um cheap rares cheap enchantments cheap artifacts i was gonna um, say and right now it might all, even be cheaper than like that, that because everything's kind of bottoming out right now since paper magic is kind of on the deal yeah right it's I'll not say. there's no there's no staples in it right so everything in it's cheap and like you said it might be even cheaper now uh than it was when i looked at it um when i built it but that, that's been a ton of fun i have a tolerant deck um that's also extremely budget um i gotta grab my token that i want to play for you. i just remembered that yeah, yeah, I got to get some more <laughs> some more Drake tokens. Uh, I want to play test that with you guys this weekend. That one, um, I thought about going just like straight up counter spells, but that's no fun to play, and I want to be able to like play magic. So there's some counter spells in it, but not a ton. It's got a lot of like card draw and things like that, just to uh, get me cards and make me make me Drakes. Uh, so I look forward to testing that <laughs> out this weekend. Um, and then I guess the only other thing, and this is. Uh, um, I'll still do. Uh, I'll, I'll include this in the "What have you been up to?" Because so there was a really interesting conversation um, in the Wisconsin uh, Magic: The Gathering players group. What oh, a God, week ago yeah. now? Maybe two weeks ago <laughs> now. I don't remember. Uh, somebody had asked the question, you know, like, "Hey, can I post a deck list in here?" Um, you know, and get your advice on it. And people are like, "Yeah, sure." You know, post away. So this guy posts this deck list. Uh, it's a commander deck, and in the ninety nine. He has uh, Karn the Great Creator. So uh, Karn allows you... Actually, it might be his commander. I can't... No, it's not because you can't... can't uh, he can't be a commander. Command. You, you would yeah, have so had he's a completely in the different argument with this guy if he was right, a commander. Right, exactly, yeah. So he's got a Karn the Great Creator in the 99, and this the Karn's minus two says you may choose an artifact card you own from outside the game or in exile reveal that card and put it into your hand so uh you know i just i said here i I pulled it up my exact comment was a quick (laughs) review maybe just want to give you a heads up just make sure your play group is okay with a sideboard for karn edh has different sideboard rules maybe you already knew that but i just want to make sure you know just like normal thing and uh the first response i got was from someone else who just said in my play group we would allow someone to run card but would not allow them to use the minus two ability um obviously we're more strict on some rules and less strict on others but this seems like a big rule that my my group would not jive with 
And then the original poster came on and he said, Commander rules don't prevent Karn from adding cards. The only rules are your starting deck needs to have 99 cards plus your commander. As long as the cards added by Karn fit in the color identity is legal. The only reason I call it a sideboard is because if it was a if it was standard, the ruling for Karn is that you can only pull from the sideboard, so that would limit it to 15 cards, but in Commander, there wouldn't be that limit. So now not only is his sideboard um, existing in Commander, it's also <laughs> infinite cards in Commander, apparently, because the 15-card limit uh, for sideboards only uh, exists in Standard, um, you know, according to what he thought. So we went back and forth for a while. I was pulling him... Um, I was taking screenshots from the commander rules committee, which he told me, uh, he will never follow because it's just a fan site and they don't trump the magic, the gathering rules. So then I tried to show him, you know, posts and things, uh, the history of, of commander and that commander indeed is independent of magic and it has its own governing body and rules committee. And, and here's the rules. And in fact, they have their own rulings, you know, calling out Karn, the great creator saying you cannot use the minus two. Which is why I said in the first place, dude, just check with your playgroup um, because maybe your friends won't care. But if you like, you know, go to sit down at an LGS and play uh, and you don't tell anyone ahead of time, if you try to do that, you're going to piss off a lot of people because technically that's illegal. Um, unless somehow <laughs> you're also, pulling it from exile. You I'm going to cut um, you off really, really quick just because yeah. I'm giggling quietly to myself. Because as soon as you said it's a separate body, my brain just went, yeah, there's executive, uh, legislative, and judicial. Watsi is the executive, uh, Commander is the legislative, and then clearly the Magic Judge program, which is also a separate thing now, is the judicial branch of Magic. Yeah, well, and actually, Tej, I think, even sent me a screenshot, or maybe we were just talking about it, and I found it and took the screenshot myself, but from the judges page saying that, yeah, no, the rules committee, like, governs Commander, and it is what it is, and we're just, yeah. we just adopt their stuff, and what we make is a supplemental product for Commander, but it's not our rules, um, and unfortunately, you know, there was no convincing this guy, and I, you know, he was, to his credit, the dude was totally polite the whole time, um, even though he told me I was wrong, he never got, like, you know, shitty about it. Right. Um, but he just didn't want to hear what I had to say about it. So I just thought that was really interesting. Um, because you know, uh, rules for commander are different and sideboards, you know, are different and it's just something to keep in mind that, you know, always check with your play group before you do something. Because like I said, it all stemmed from me just not wanting to, to see this guy or, you know, this guy come back into the group you know, bitching about, well, I sat down to play with these guys and they said I couldn't use, you know, Karn the Great Creator the way I want to, you know, when, yeah, dude, technically that's against the rules, what you're trying to do. Um, I remember so that was an interesting the, <laughs> Saturday into Sunday conversation. <laughs> I remember the fond days of 250, which was the fun casual format before uh, EDH took over. And ah, wish, yes. And wishes were legal and playable. And guys would come to uh, play 250 and they would have a 400 or 800 count box and just go, this is my wish board. Like, what? Well, if I cast, you know, a wish card uh, so I don't have to go through my entire collection, these are just the 400 or 800 most likely to come up in this game cards. <laughs> and I'm glad Wizards went, no, you can use, you can just take from the sideboard it's, it's no longer just your entire collection. And an EDH, yeah, no, you have no sideboard. But nobody right. likes and being I, told I, they're wrong, which is the biggest, like, it, it comes down to just the level of interaction with people 
And how do you tell a stranger that they're wrong on something that they're, you know, dead confident on when everyone has their own opinions? And if no one with some, you know, badge, like, Tej, we need to get you a judge badge so you can show up and just correct people on the Internet. Yeah, no, I think you're right. We definitely need to get that guy a judge badge. <laughs> um, and, like, I get I get what he's saying to a point. You know, like, you may choose an artifact uh, card you own from outside the game or in exile. So he's reading the card literally. He just doesn't know what the ruling is as far as the limit, you know, like you just said, Schnell, on choosing a card you own from outside the game. Like, now that's just known that it's your 15-card sideboard. That's what you can choose from. Um, yeah. And in Commander, there is no sideboard. People people forget that technically the game is made to be a casual game. So sometimes things are worded with the intent of fun. However, because people always ruin things, fun has to have rules. So Wizards puts out rulings on things (laughs) to curtail everyone's fun just a little bit. Right. Right. Um, so I just, I just thought that was interesting and something I wanted to point out. Uh, you know, I think at least the, the listeners that I've interacted with before, you know, um, are pretty, uh, familiar with the game and the rules. And I don't, you know, I don't think that this is going to be mind blowing for anybody to listen to, but on the off chance that somewhere down the road, somebody's listening, uh, and didn't know that, um, that is, that is a rule for, for <laughs> commander. So if you want to have a sideboard, clear it with your play group. Or tell the people if you don't, you know, if you're playing with a people who aren't your normal play group, tell, ask them and say, hey, you know, do you mind? Because if you don't and that happens, um, they're probably going to get pissed at you. And there are some people who get very, very passionate <laughs> about their yeah. magic. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to piss off the wrong group and then end up hating the game yourself. Yeah. Uh, and that being and said, I was going to just one last little thing as people yeah, may yeah, or no, may not ahead. remember from like three, two or three episodes ago. I was in that boat of, well, the way the wording and the rules are, uh, companions should not work in EDH because they access the sideboard and EDH doesn't have a sideboard. I, turns out, I was wrong because they made a specific rule to allow them to work. So now, I don't stick to my guns. I try to look up things because I've been wrong once and it really hurt. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting how uh, companions, yeah, they don't like... I don't remember exactly how they worded the ruling, but you're right. They do have their own rule uh, for exactly how they can exist outside of the the 99 plus one general um, yeah. in the format. But speaking of speaking of commander uh, and new things, they announced double masters today, and <laughs> we've got a few spoilers that came through, and it looks like this is going to be commander legends before commander legends. I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure. We've only got what five cards spoiled, but um, Holy shit. I don't know what you guys thought, uh, but that that blindsided me this morning. Every single valuable card that you have will be reprinted and drop in value. Or if you've never had money cards, oh my god, get a couple of packs of this stuff and you'll be caught up in a minute. Why is Tej calling? I have no idea. Is he gone? I I don't know. Tej, I can hear you. Here, I've got T. John speakerphone on mic. <laughs> Joining us live via computer, via different computer. We've got T. <laughs> oh my God. The 
this is meta. <laughs> I just read everything that there there was a there Tej's Tej's uh, little icon or whatever in our uh in our cast window here now just says hey in all caps with an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear him now on uh, so anyway, uh, since we lost Tej and now he's back um, via satellite radio or satellite phone, um, oh god, we're, we're just getting... talking about. Oh god, we're getting double. Yeah, we're getting super feet. Not now, Facebook. They asked me to rate the quality of the phone call. So Tej, can you hear us through cast at all, or did I just hang up on you? Okay, he can hear us. He just cannot okay. respond. So. I will do my best to keep... Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. I clicked on him. Teach, talk. Oh, you got him? Talk. Nope, nothing. Ah. Oh, he's back in. Teach, are you here? Am I here? It's picking Holy up Holy shit, I hear you. Oh, yeah, my I don't God. know Teach. All right. Okay, so I'm going to cut all that shit out. Uh, well, we've, part of it. I'm going yeah, I'm going to talk some about... Some of it in is, is wait, funny. Nope, I got... Uh, yeah, now right. I got Teach on my side. Yes, I'm back. Oh, thank God. Um... No one was okay. paying attention to me. <laughs> I wasn't even on the cast thing because I was reading. I was reading other <laughs> tabs on Chrome. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I uh, thought it was odd that Tej was so fucking quiet the whole time. I thought so too. I was like, this guy's like just muted and just doesn't want to participate in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, no. Tej, you were the one who told us about the companion ruling. Why aren't you chiming in here? <laughs> I know. God, I guess he. I guess he's pissed off and giving us a silent treatment. On a goddamn no, podcast. I was, I was muted because I was trying to find something on YouTube uh, that we were going to discuss tonight, and I forgot to do that earlier. Um, but I had audio issues with my headphones because I think I, I figured out what was going wrong with them. I was telling Nelson that I was having issues earlier. And I think I, I think I fixed it, but I think in fixing it, I somehow disconnected everything. So, But logging back in seems to work, so... Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I will uh, jump we into just, whatever conversation we're having now. Well, you you, you probably heard. Uh, we're just pivoting over to uh, Double Masters now. Oh, um, my God. Double Masters. So, yeah. <laughs> surprise surprise announcement today. Uh, let, me tell you, so, let me tell you my first impression of Double Masters. That's what I want to hear. Until, up until uh, whatever time it was, what, noon, one, something like that, this afternoon, Wisconsin time, I thought... The worst name uh, for anything that Wizards had come up with was Megamorph. But lo and behold, Double Masters. It is the most fucking gimmicky product name I think they could have ever hey, come up with. And why is it Double Masters? Because you get double we, the rares and double we the haven't seen We haven't seen the true theme of this set, which is all creatures with partner or uh yeah stuff with partner and soul bond and everything else that lets you double up and you know be be two of one thing that's true uh, because we do have know. doubling season and we do have copy artifact but then we also have kalia of the vast and blightsteel colossus <laughs> and yeah blightsteel colossus you know <laughs> Double. Double. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an 11-11, so, you know, it's like 11 you have and one, 11. You have one doubled, which is 11, as we all know. No need you know to what, check though? our math. We're on the internet. You know what, though? If we get, uh, if we get, uh, 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 what's the other one? 
Like <laughs> the other one. No, There's a lot of other magic cards. <laughs> no. Not Blightsteel. Darksteel. The other one. Darksteel Dark Steel Colossus. Oh, okay. Darksteel Colossus. Colossus. Yeah. Sorry, If we sorry. get Blightsteel and Darksteel, then it kind of doubles up. Uh, if we get both Kalias, then it doubles up. Then I'm back on board. Well, what yeah, about Atraxa? I don't, I don't want the other Kalia, though. Kalia the Vast is the good one. I don't need yeah, her. I, know. her I don't need her dumbed down twin from whatever core 20 uh m19 m19 no m20 but but what have i told uh, you about checking my math on the internet god damn we gotta we gotta have shit rares for no reason (laughs) yeah that's the thing (laughs) i feel i feel like the not bomb rares are just going to be the stupidest cards you will ever pull from a booster (laughs) right also so do you think to answer nelson's question Attraxa proliferates. Double. True. Not exactly double, but not exactly. Yeah, I was going to say plus one. Plus one. <laughs> if it has one counter on it, and you proliferate a number, another one, you've doubled your counters. That's true. That's true. You you double Wait, once. <laughs> so maybe we'll see Varel, because Varel maybe. actually doubles. That's true. Um, I wonder if we'll see a parallel lives, just because, you know. Whenever Are we going to get every single twin cast reverberate? Yes, twin <laughs> cast. Yeah, like all the spell copiers. Splinter I sure twin. hope so. Splinter, Splinter twin, twin. Yep, coming back. Duplicant, yeah. Yep. Oh, Triskelion, you get the hell out, Triskelion. Oh, God, I love Triskelion. <laughs> every clone ever printed. You have to, you have to wait for <laughs> Including <triple masters>. clones. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm back on board for this set. <laughs> the um, I want seventeen oh my God. and twenty three clones. That's my <laughs> draft deck. <laughs> so I'm in. I'll play that. Um, do you guys think that? Okay, so so double masters, right? Uh, Wizards, they were going to be uh, stopping printing master sets for a really long time, and it was less than a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, that really long time maybe, really, really went well. Maybe the quarantine affected um, their sense of time just like it did the they rest took of off, us. I mean, like, it's they been took 18 off one mas- years. <laughs> they take off one uh, master no, sir, set to release months. Modern Horizons and then uh, decide, nah, fuck it. We're going to slam... <laughs> We're going to slam Double Masters in August, followed by Commander Legends in whatever month that ends up releasing in. Maybe it's Double Masters um, to make up for the fucking one that they skipped, and they're like, no, 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 we're going to go back and fill it in by just cramming <laughs> twice as many cards oh in a booster God. pack. That's they should have just called it, it fill it in. Okay. Fill in Masters. Yes, Retroactive they skipped, Masters. They skipped the <laughs> Master set, but had this one already planned, so they have to cram two of them together, Double Masters. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, and we've got like box topper art, um, alternate art kind of stuff going on here for the five cards that were spoiled today, and um, the doubling season one's really interesting uh, because I feel like that could have just come right out of Ikoria, right? Um, but the blight steel looks pretty badass. Atraxa looks awesome. Um, Kalia looks. Almost like it could be if, if you made threw that on stained glass, like that would be a pretty badass um, stained glass art. And then the mana crypt, like you pointed out, Schnell, uh, brings me back to the days of brown bordered artifacts, and I'm yeah. all for it because 
That's awesome. Um, But I I wonder what's going to happen, though, too, because so everybody who was getting Mana Crypts in Mystery Booster was shitting themselves because Mana Crypt from Mystery Booster is up to like, I don't know, 160, 170 bucks right now. (laughs) Uh, But I wonder if that's going to just drop now um, because, you know, it's getting reprinted again the very next set, essentially. Yeah. Um, Special set, right? The very next non-standard set. Yeah. So uh, it's it's interesting. I I don't know. You know, I didn't watch the live stream, so I'm not sure when preview season actually is going to start. End but this July. isn't released. End of July. Okay, yep. that was going to be my guess, just because it releases on August seventh. Um, so it'll be interesting. You know, I thought I was going to save all my my Donald dollars and my Trump bucks and all my extra money to. Um, to buy a shitload of commander legends but now this getting spoiled and seeing some of the stuff that's in here um you know i definitely want to get some of it just because there's some cool stuff in here uh i I don't know uh do you guys i i don't think i i guess i question i question the timing and the planning only because of the fact that they hyped up commander legends so hard and this just seems you know Commander Legends just seems like it might be uh, a master set on steroids, uh, geared more toward Commander and less towards like you know modern and and other like um, legacy vintage staples, whatever. So I mean, what do you guys think about getting this in August and then literally probably what four months, five months after that, uh, if that we're gonna have Commander Legends? Uh, does that fatigue your wallet already? <laughs> Uh, if I don't get if I don't get a store back up and running, I'm gonna have to get a good paying job to fucking support this habit. Right. <laughs> uh, for me personally, it doesn't fatigue my wallet. Um, I don't plan on buying a box of this. I'm excited to see what's in it. Um, you're just talking about Mana Crypt and the fact that they're reprinting Mana Crypt immediately after reprinting Mana Crypt uh, means that yeah the market's going to get a little flooded and the price of that's going to come down which is good for the people that want it i don't necessarily yep. need a mana crypt but it gives me uh, uh it gives me hope as to what these other reprints are going to be uh there definitely could be things in here that i would definitely want um <clears throat> like i could use another doubling season maybe um so i'm excited to see what's in it and uh uh I've got a feeling that uh, prices of some things are going to drop a little bit. So that'll be fun to see. Uh, just paying attention to that. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the first time. I thought Atraxa was going to get reprinted in Commander Legends, but this is the first time she's been reprinted outside of the might. anthology. Uh, so um, I'm excited that she's getting reprinted because the Atraxa I have from Commander Anthology 2, I think right now that thing's up to like 60 bucks. It's just bonkers right now. <laughs> um so that's going to be good. Uh, I do think the guy, the guy who runs a an attracts a heavily themed attracts a deck that he's talked about on this podcast before is now going to say that yeah, there's definitely like too many attracts decks out there. But um, <laughs> you know, for people for people who want to play Atraxa, um, this is great news because she's going to be a lot more affordable. You know, I mean, she was hanging anywhere between like. 25 to 40 bucks depending but now she's just skyrocketed so hopefully this kind of brings her you know back down to earth a little bit uh you know like it did when they reprinted the praetors and they were sitting around like 16 to 18 dollars you know a little more affordable than than you know if you don't want to spend more than 20 bucks or something like that so you know maybe we see that happen with atraxa it'll be interesting with blightsteel as well just because blightsteel's never been reprinted i don't think and uh 
what the hell is that? 60, 65? Yeah, that guy's I mean, been steals a while. I absolutely yeah. love the alternate art. It's it's just minorly different than the original, but the like borderless version, I I definitely get that Frank Miller 300 like comic book style to it. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, it's and really cool. That. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to see uh, what else is spoiled from it. I'm excited to I, well, I mean, I I don't know what the hell the world's going to look like in August, so maybe <laughs> I'm going to have to buy a box and hold it forever uh, until we can actually draft again. But it'll be interesting to see like what kind of a draft environment this has, just because uh, you know, like how many cards outside of a Traxa are going to be like four colors, right? Uh, that's kind of hard to do in a draft environment. So. Uh, but again, if you open a pack and a Trax is in it, you're going to take it whether you're going to play it or not because it's a it's worth money. Uh, See, and okay. you can either uh, on, keep it for your collection or note, flip it. On that note, Nelson, if you read yeah. the official description uh, from Wizards on the wizard of WPN.Wizards.com, it's, we've doubled everything about double masters, double the rare slots, double the box toppers, double the first picks in draft. So are they changing draft format for this set specifically, allowing you to take two cards right off the bat? No, I think you're reading too much into that. <clears throat> I think the they're just saying that it's going to be you know like oh there's going to be two pack one pick ones just because you're going to get two rares maybe. Yeah, but they're by doubling, definition, they're doubling the rares and they're doubling by the definition. Foils. You can't have double first picks. True, but I mean the booster packs are still only fifteen card booster packs, so I don't know if they'd change the draft rules for no. that. No, yeah, I but if it, everyone I think takes too much two, into it. yeah, but I'm going to speculate wildly. That's fine. That's fine. You can do and, that and, because I'm also every, going to speculate wildly in a little bit here. That I'm, uh, that I'm wrong. It's a huge no, fucking Nelson, set too. There's Nelson. Sorry. It doesn't matter the number of cards in a booster because if you all take the same amount, we all take two on the first pick and then pass the remaining and do the rest uh, yeah, of the draft. Yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, we're all going to end up with the same. I it's not, no, 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 guys, I get to pick two because Wizard said so. You fuckers <laughs> take one and then just <laughs> give me the rest. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't really thinking beyond like just who has that specific pack in their hands. They're, you're usually <laughs> drafting with other people, not just yourself. <laughs> yes, and you usually um, draft the same thing. Not all the time, but generally you're all drafting the same set. Correct. It's crazy correct. Draft. Unless it's a chaos draft. Yeah. Um yeah, no, and like 332 cards. So this is going to be uh a big set and uh what, 24 packs per box. So it's going to be like ultimate masters, you know, other master sets where uh instead of 36 you're getting 24. Yes. Um and I just have one last little comment. I do not like the alternate doubling season art. I don't either. Yeah, cartoon dinosaurs, pass. You give me hydras, because that is what doubling season was built for. Yeah. Damn right. Um, I also think that, you know, one of the other things to that'll be fun to speculate on is what the fucking price point of this thing's going to be. Uh, you know, there's these <laughs> double the box dollars, double the rare, double this. It's, uh, it's going to be double product, the price. Actually, because that's, cause that's the fun part. Yep. Right. Wizards got rid of MSRP because they like they don't have to worry about it. So it'll there be double the discount. Going to be, uh, sure, <laughs> that's how that works. Uh, well, I mean, I paid I paid two hundred and fifty dollars a piece for um, Ultimate Masters boxes. I got two of them, so that was five hundred bucks for two Ultimate Masters boxes. Um, I definitely made my money back because I was one of the people who didn't get fucked on their box toppers, and I pulled uh, 
um, a mana vault and a demonic tutor box topper. So I, you know, between those two, I made enough for one box right there. Uh, and then with the other rares I pulled, I, I made my money back easily. But, you know, it'll be interesting. Is this thing going to be 250? Is it going to be 300? And then they're going to do, they're not calling them collector's packs, but they're calling them what, VIP packs or whatever the hell they're doing for this? Yeah. Where it's the the new, you know, all the fancy stuff they've been doing for the, the collector's editions of the last few standard sets. Uh, they're doing it for this too. So I can only imagine what 400 or $500 price point that fucking thing is going to be at. <laughs> I haven't seen details on that. Do we know any more about it than that it exists? Uh, keeping in the spirit of doubling your experience, we'll be replacing collector boosters with something we're calling VIP edition for this product only. Now, I don't know if this is like mythic edition where it's going to be, you know, they're going to take, I don't know, the six highest value reprints and then you're going to get alternate art foils or what. Uh, but it just says we'll have more details on what that is as we get a, clo- a little closer to release, but it will be filled to the brim with awesome stuff. So I, I don't know. Hmm. Um, and then Tej, I don't know if this is what you were going to wildly speculate on, but I did like how you brought this up earlier in our conversations today. Um, now to quell one rumor before it begins, there are no fetch land reprints in this set. <laughs> we know you. T- we told you we'd be making fetch happen in a set later this year, and we promise we will. But Double Masters is not that set. Uh, yeah. Teej, you don't think making fetch happen is necessarily fetch lands? This is this is exactly what I was going to speculate on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and put on my tinfoil hat here. You at home, <laughs> go ahead and join me. But then we can't hear your thoughts. That's true. true. You can't. So, uh, the the uh, I don't know if this got left in the podcast or not. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna repeat it here. Um, Before I started having uh, microphone issues, I was trying to find this video on YouTube. There was a video that came out a few months ago. Uh, It was it was uh, the professor from Tolarian Community College. And I could have sworn he was talking to Gavin Verhey. Um, and they were talking about uh, 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 reprinting Fetchlands. And I think this was right around the time when they were talking about, like, Commander Legends and stuff. And uh, Gavin uh, talked about how Fetchlands were going to return at some point in the future. Um, but he phrased it in such a way that led me to believe that they weren't going to be Fetchland reprints. Uh, it was going to be a new kind of Fetchland. It was going to be, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they've taken their time and thought about it. And if it's going to be a new kind of Fetchland, it's going to be something players are going to want, uh, to play with, but it's not going to be the, the ones we already know and love today where you pay one life and you tap it and you sacrifice it and you search your library for any land that shares one of two different basic land types. Um, maybe I'm wrong about this, and I hope that I am. I hope they do reprint these fetch lands uh, in such a way where the price drops down drastically and people who want them can afford them, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I don't have the exact phrasing on me because I didn't prep for the show ahead of time like I normally do, Um, but this thing that they released today, this thing Nelson just read, and I also have it here in front of me, there are no Fetchland reprints in the set. We told you we'd be making Fetch happen in a set later this year. The implication there that the internet is going to widely speculate is the Fetchland reprints aren't in this set, but they're going to be in a different set. 
But the line that interests me is we were making fetch happen in a set later this year. It doesn't say anything about reprints, just that fetch lands are still coming back. Like, uh, like again, pretty sure it was Gavin uh, who said, phrasing very carefully in, a, in an earlier video, uh, fetch lands will come back in some fashion. So my wild speculation, internet, fetch land reprints are not going to happen ever outside of secret layers. So stop expecting them. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Commander Legends, and there aren't gonna be fetch lands in it, and everyone's gonna be super pissed. And I'm gonna be standing back here with my hands behind my head, relaxed, going, "Told you, Internet! I tried to warn you that this was gonna happen, and no one listened to me." I'm I'm with you, Teej. Uh, you know, I I think that the um, uh, God, what's the word I want? Holy shit. Conspiracy. No. <laughs> oh. Consensus. I think the semantics the semantics here are ah. important, right? Yeah. Um uh, syntax was in my head and that's not what I wanted to say. The semantics are very important. I, I agree with you. Um I think it's gonna be something different. I don't know what that is though. Um well, and I, mean, I think it will be interesting. Yeah. I mean it could be it could be as simple as as a uh um like new art just on evolving fabled, wilds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fabled, uh, uh, fabled passage. Um, but instead of getting any basic land, you get one of two different types of basic lands. There's ten reprint or there's ten new fetch land cards right there. They're not as powerful, but they're going to be new and they're going to print ton of sh or they're going to print a shit ton of them and they're going to be available to people. They're not as good, but they're you know still pretty good for the people who want to play those. Um, so what yeah, about, I'm, what about, uh, you know, like, okay. So if they're, if they're gearing these more towards command, cause you know, they, they don't want to reprint them or print them or whatever in a standard set. So they want to, uh, you know, print them for in a special product, you know, they're going to obviously going to gear them toward commander. Um, what about paying like, I don't know, four life or, or, or making them like shock fetches right where you pay two life and then you can fetch something that's including a non-basic land you know so if you want to go get your i don't know vesuva uh you know or maybe it's you know pay life for a certain amount of life for a basic land pay more life to get it you know for target non-basic land or something like that i uh, think so a you can land pull something that like a vesuva or, i think a land that fetches for a non-basic like powerfully like that, I think is a line that they should not cross. I agree. As that's I'm saying, really as strong. I'm saying it, I agree with you too. I think that's a really bad idea. <laughs> as I was saying it, um, I knew this was terrible. Well, that's why I'm not an R and D. <laughs> um, no. I'm just interested to see like how, how it would be, you know, um, designed. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I hope I'm wrong about this. I will gladly, say uh that i am wrong and admit that i'm wrong uh if the fetch lands get reprinted because that's just good for everyone but <laughs> until i'm proven wrong i'm going to stay on the side of the fetch land reprints that people want are not going to happen we're going to get something that's still cool i have faith that whatever new thing we get is going to be neat um it's just not going to be what people are expecting yeah, I think you're right too. Uh, I think that's the that's the safer bet, right? Uh, than whether or not they're actually going to reprint the fetches outside of like you know secret layer. Uh, right. Now pay us three hundred and fifty dollars for these fucking five lands. That uh, aren't just even to clarify the timeline on your YouTube video, he wasn't specifically talking about the secret layer fetch 
thing. Was he, or was this after that was already announced? I this think, was before I think that, it was think, before right? it. I I think I I think he sat down with with Gavin, um, and they were talking about like some upcoming things. I think. It might have even been uh, the video where they were like, Year of Commander, we're getting Commander who's yeah. green, and we're getting new Ikoria decks and Zendikar decks, and the announcement of Commander Legends. Like, it might have been all in that one video, uh, and, they, and, he, and they threw out the idea of fetch lands at some point. I think you're right, Tej, uh, because there was the, the the first video with Gavin came out with uh, Jimmy and Josh from the Command Zone, where they were talking about Commander Legends, and then uh, didn't isn't that when they spoiled Baron Sanger's reprint too, uh, if I'm not mistaken? And then I think that same week, uh, or even maybe even that same day, he had a, like a long sit down interview. Uh, the 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 video with the Command Zone podcast was shorter, and then he had a longer like full I don't remember thirty or forty minute interview with Prof where they went through a whole bunch of stuff. And like you said, one of the things that the professor brought up were uh, fetch lands, and that's when they kind of got on that tangent. Okay, if I recall, that's it, how I remember it. But yeah, knows. I think it was that one video. Um. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, okay, so we're running up on time here. We almost hit an hour. Uh, I want to. So we had talked about talking about. Uh, we had talked about talking about. Um, we talked about discussing the different ways that we've been playing Commander uh, and how it's kind of impacted Magic, you know, for us. And I think that that's part of a bigger conversation and something that I would like to dedicate more time of an episode to than just trying to cram it in at the end. So I think we should move that to next week, uh, you know, and maybe see what our listeners are doing too. And we can talk about that a little bit on, on the episode too, if anybody wants to chime in, but, um, um I guess I do before... want to add before whatever you're going to say, I do want to just yeah. add, uh, because I don't pay attention to the Facebook because I don't remember that we have a Facebook and you shared that somebody was interested with like the, the 3d printing dice and whatnot, yes. the, the tokens. So yes. I have some prototype D 10, uh, token tubes for, uh, Ikoria and specifically whatever that crystalline golem, crystalline con, the thing that, uh, and golem, I both yeah. Agree- yeah, the thing that and I both Christine agreed- crawler is, uh, <laughs> yeah. is from a different, would, a different yeah. thing. The thing that we agreed would slow the game down trying to randomly pick a thing. So I made yeah. rollable, rollable tokens with all 10 options that can come up and Nelson, I'm going to put you in charge of this. Uh, for as some sort of user or listener participation thing, I'm going to give like two or three of them away. So Nelson will pick somebody and then we can just like mail them to them for free. I'll, I'll pay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, what we'll do then is I'll I'll put this in the show notes too. Uh, but what we can do is when I, I always uh, share this to our main Facebook page and then to our community page. So just comment after I share that this episode has been published, uh, just comment on it. Um, you know, say say hello whatever obviously do not give out your personal details there i will contact you in private messages um <laughs> you know when we pick the winners uh but and yeah just no, to give clarify us a, give us a shout out you will not be receiving dice in exchange for nudes <laughs> i just want to put true. that out there and you can't see that i'm winking but do not so send us as many nudes as possible <laughs> only if they're tasteful 
Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no. So we'll just have everybody who wants to enter comment um, on on the posting for this episode, and then we'll we'll take them from there, and we'll do uh, we'll throw them all in a name generator, and we'll pick uh, we'll pick three winners or whatever, um, and <laughs> go from there. That'll be, that'll be fun. So you're gonna come up with a fake name for somebody to win? Sorry, not a not a name. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 some sort of of lotto program where, where it'll just yeah. randomly pick names, not a generator. I'm gonna rename you three motherfuckers who yeah. enter this. Thing. Congrats! You got some token dice, and your name is now Lorvendoof. We're gonna throw out a name. It refers to one of you. <laughs> Good luck figuring it out. <laughs> if you think it's you, write us back, and we'll tell you you're wrong. <laughs> It'll be a blast. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll do that. That'll that'll be fun. That's a great idea. Um, but before we wrap up, what I wanted to say is, um, you know, so so we've we've got five cards spoiled from this set now. Um, Commander Legends aside, because who knows what is going to be, I mean, Manival just got reprinted twice in a row. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, maybe all these are going to come back in, in commander legends too, but is there anything that you hope to see, uh, you know, from this next master set, whether it's a specific card or maybe it's just something, uh, from the set overall, uh, that you hope to see different or better than maybe they did, you know, over, um, iconic and masters 25, you know, the last, uh, and well, ultimate masters too. So the last three master sets, um, you know, is there something you'd like to see improved or specific reprints you'd like to see, or, you know, what do you kind of hope for, uh, with the worst fucking named set in <laughs> magic history? Now I'm unprepared. Uh, uh right off no, the top no, of my head. Yeah. Uh, some of the some of the goofy uh, Mirrodin era artifacts that we haven't seen in a while, um, because I love artifacts specifically that refer to other artifacts or clearly work with a specific card in mind. So seeing a a new reprint of the uh, sword, shield, and helm of Cauldra, I think would be pretty sweet. I don't need one, but I would like one. Uh, stuff like mm. grinding, blasting, salvaging, and summoning station. Because Ooh, yes, I love the station, and I just, I was going to say, I just traded a masterpiece for a different masterpiece and, like, five copies of Grinding Station. Which is thankfully back down a little bit, but it was, like, two or three bucks, and then it shot up to, like, 20, and now it's down to, like, 11 or 12 right now. But still, that's too expensive for an uncommon that only mills three, and I love mill, so. Yeah. Yes, me too. Um, for me, honestly, I don't, uh, have anything necessarily in mind that I hope gets reprinted. Um, so I think, uh, uh, I think I'm the wrong person to answer that question simply because, <laughs> um, I'm content, uh, with, with what I have in my own personal collection. Um, I don't build, uh, I try to avoid building like the same kind of deck two different times. So, like I said earlier, I wouldn't mind a doubling, like having another doubling season. Uh, but I could put that, let's say, in my my uh, my mutate deck that I'm building right now, because that deals with some of it's going to deal with plus and plus encounters. Um, but I'm not building a second token deck. I have one token deck. I don't need a second one. Um, I already have a planeswalker deck. I'm not going to build a second planeswalker deck. I love the one that I have now. So having more, 
<laughs> yes, you do. Only only because it kicks my ass. <laughs> um. So, uh, and I try. I try. I've been trying to like avoid using like quote unquote staples in every single deck. Um. So so for me, uh, I don't necessarily have anything in mind that I personally would like to see reprinted. Um, as stated earlier, I know uh, uh, Fetchlands, right? I, 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 again, I really hope those are in Commander Legends, or they get reprinted somewhere, and they're available for everyone. Those would be cool to have, but that's like uh, uh, that's, that's what everyone wants. Um, but like, like, like uh, uh yeah, honestly, I got nothing. I'm I'm just spinning <laughs> wheels here, so we can just move on. <laughs> no, that's just, that's fine. Uh, when I when I think about it, you know, I I picked up um, at Fire and Ice over the summer. Uh, I picked up like Sensei's Divining Top, and I picked up Scroll Rack. You know, there's like you said, Teach. There's there's like the staples, right? Um, <laughs> you know, and there's stuff like that are staples that aren't on the reserve list uh, that, um, you know, people want reprints of. And honestly, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I, a, a, again, all of us were blindsided halfway through today with this announcement. So it's not like we've had time to really sit and be, and be like, oh, what do I want from a master set? Um, but I guess one thing that I wouldn't mind seeing reprinted, even though they are in the current standard environment and don't rotate out until October or whatever uh, rotation is uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Shocklands reprinted like breeding pools back up over 30 bucks. Um, you know, so fetch lands are, are, are super expensive. I don't want to pay 60 plus bucks, uh, for fetch lands, you know, um, right now I, I bought a plateau. That's the only dual land that I own. And it's probably <laughs> going to be the only one I own for a while because I'd rather buy like new stuff right now than, you know, go pay 450 bucks for uh, a dual land at this point. So I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing shock lands reprinted. Uh, I think they're extremely, um, useful in commander, right? Uh, especially if you don't have the fetch lands, I think they're probably the next best land because you have the opportunity, especially with that extra life buffer that you get in, in EDH, uh, you know, you want to drop it and pay the two, then go ahead, pay the two. And, and, and there you go. Now you can use whatever color, uh, you know, that land can tap for. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing shock lands, I guess, if I had to pick something off the top of my head, um, they're awesome lands and I wouldn't mind seeing them, um, outside of, you know, a Ravnica set. Yeah. 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 I, I do have one um, very minor thing that I was just thinking about that I do want, and it's not a card. It is a ruling that uh, in- increase how many poison counters it takes to kill somebody in EDH. Ooh, boy, that's another interesting conversation. But that's, that's a I- whole other ball of wax. Say that yeah, again? it is, and that's that's actually a good one. We should have that conversation at some point. I was I, I was doing I, something else, and I got distracted. What did you say? <laughs> uh, in, in officially increasing the amount of poison counters it takes to oh. remove Boo. somebody in EDH. Boo! Get out of here with that. Boo! I preferred it when Tej didn't have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was a lot better when his audio uh, wasn't working, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, okay. he might not—he might have been yelling or distracted when I said I have arguments on both sides of it, but it would be a good conversation. I did. I did miss out on that part. I did hear the good conversation. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't hear the part about you have arguments on both sides. <laughs> I was distracted, but now I'm angry at you because I didn't hear what you all said. <laughs> well, on that note, now that we're all friends again, <laughs> uh, that's a good place to wrap it up. I think, though, uh, yeah, no, next week we'll come back and we will talk about, you know, how magic has changed and the ways that playing magic uh, for us have changed and also how, you know, I don't know why it took a global pandemic for me to realize that even though I live an hour, an hour or whatever, hour and 20 minutes away from you guys, um, it's really fucking easy to play magic with a webcam. So, uh, (laughs) I'm playing a lot more EDH now than I have before. So, um, I look forward to that, but yeah, we'll, we'll leave that for next week. Uh, just as a reminder to anyone who's listening, um, like Chanel said, you know, he's going to print off, uh, those tokens. I've already printed them. We can, we can throw up that little video I made, uh, showing them off. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We'll do that too. So you guys can see them. And the ones that I made, I made about a dozen of them. They're, they're the Mark one version. I might make changes, but they're free. They're free token counter dice. So don't, don't complain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll pick three people uh, who comment on either the post on our main Facebook page or in our uh, community. So uh, that being said, thank you guys again for for sitting here and talking to me and thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Make sure you tell your friends uh, and that you rate, review and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, essentially anywhere you consume podcasts. Make sure if you aren't already and you're listening to this episode and want to enter, uh, you you join our, our Facebook community. Just search at Homebrew Magic. You will find us there. Join up, comment, enter the contest. We would love to have you. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, don't drink and scry. Preordain instead. <laughs> Ooh. Which also has scry.